Hello, hello, everybody. Thank you again for tuning back in. It's been a pretty exciting journey so far. I get really excited to do these podcasts and share stuff with you. So I hope you've been enjoying it up until this point. I just opened the book to a random page. And it's getting to the point where I have to skip through some questions because I've answered so many of them. Um, This one, it says, do any of the things that bothered me a few years ago matter to me today? And what's changed? What is so important about this question in my perspective is there's been so many times in my life where I thought my world was ending. I thought whatever situation was at hand was just devastating and crippling and so hard to move forward from. There's a flopping um, electronic fish in the background. If you can hear that, my cat's playing with it. It's one of those like big fish that flops and it's battery operated. So that's fun. Um, But when we go through situations that you feel like it's never going to end or the suffering is just so great, it's really hard to see any silver lining in that situation. So when I think of this question, I consider the fact that so many things have happened and there's been so many situations where I have felt... (laughs) There goes Mindy because the cats are playing and she's trying to nanny them. It's just one of those days, one of those episodes, you know, lots of interruptions, but that's okay. If you have something that's happening right now in your life, um, which actually a lot of people I've been speaking to lately are just feeling really like they're drowning and that they feel like their suffering has been endless. Try to think back to all the times in your life up until this point where you felt the same. And in most situations, it doesn't last. You know, what mattered to us so greatly at those times or during those times is a speck in our memory now because however the situation had worked out. There's one um, experience I'd went through that stands out the most to me when speaking about this. I had booked a Peruvian retreat and I had paid for the retreat center, the catering, uh, the yoga instructor that was coming and people had paid me to attend and the highlight of the show was the Peruvians obviously coming from the Amazon forest to share their healing and their teachings. Two days before the retreat, the Peruvians did not board the plane. And I remember feeling like I just wanted to fall asleep and wake up on Monday because the highlight of the show, the highlight of the retreat, what was promised is was no longer happening. That experience all on its own had really shook me to realize that sometimes things happen for a reason. The people that did end up coming, because I was only able to refund half, I believe, at that time, because I'd committed previously to so much. Like, it was a loss on my part. But the people that did end up showing up, and Ashley, my really dear friend, um, who had organized the Peruvians to come in, ended up taking their place and was offering her healing sessions. And she offers emotion code and hypnosis and such a beautiful healing process that she offers because, like, in my own healing journey, Ashley has played an extremely large part. But so she took the place of these people and the people that showed up, you know, I, my goodness, sorry, guys. (laughs) Um, The people that ended up showing up, you know, they showed up 
not necessarily the happiest, which I understand, but also me being in the middle of it, being the messenger, being having no control over anything that was happening. I mean, you can't control what happens. Uh, what ended up happening was the Peruvians went to board the plane and they were turned away at the border or they were turned away. And on the other side of that, um, Donna Bernadina was the Peruvian that was coming to our retreat specifically. And she has had such a hard life up until this point. Um, and with her healing and her teachings, all that she has is what she can carry on her. So looking at someone like her boarding a plane and the, the person, like the other Peruvian before her, had everything taken from him. So in the grand scheme of things, she was actually being protected because, you know, she was able to keep her items and go home. Where her losing those items would have been something so drastic and life-altering because those are, it, it was everything that she had. So there was that side of it. And then there was the side of the relationships and the friendships that were born from the retreat. It was like literally like it was shook up, shook completely fucking haywire, alarm sounding, bells going off, mayday, and it happened perfect. It was like it was supposed to happen that way. And, and it was so weird and ironic by the end of the weekend, like there was tears and laughs and, and growth, huge growth movements for all of us. It was actually held on Manitoulin Island and Ashley and now has a retreat space of her own on Manitoulin. So that's one of the connecting pieces. Like it brought Ashley to Manitoulin. She fell in love with the island. She now has a house there or a retreat space there and a house actually. And the connections, connections that were made, the friendships that were built was irreversible. Like it literally, it needed to happen that way. So that weekend was one of my teacher teaching moments that just showed me even though it's uncomfortable and we experience things that are, you know, we don't want them to happen. Why is it happening this way? Why is it hurting so much? Or what the hell is going on? You have to hold space for the fact that it may be happening exactly as it should. And just look for the silver linings in the situation. And even though when you're in it, it's next to impossible. And I can feel that because as I went through the retreat, I was still just a worry wart. Like I'm, I was not enough. I was failing all of these people, even though it was something that I couldn't control by the end of it, it all pieced together. It was really interesting. Um, so the things that have bothered me, you know, a few years ago, they don't matter to me now. And I hope when you look at your life and the things, you know, there's obviously going to be some things that do bother you still. But the question is like, what has changed? And really hold in to the fact that we go through certain things that hurt a lot. And you don't want to spend too much time on it. Don't waste the 50 seconds, 50 minutes, 50 hours being upset and stuck on it because you're really just wasting your happiness and the precious time that we have in life because if it's something that you can't control or if it is something you can control, try to change it. If it's something you can't control, let go of the steering wheel on it and as we know with the experiences that we've had in the past, it doesn't last and it is not forever and the pain does subside and there are lessons in beauty that can come from situations that make us uncomfortable or bother us at that time. So that is a really special question um, and a really good teacher because in the end, the grand scheme of things, we have experienced a lot of different painful triumphs and, and lessons and blessings in disguise. Um, so if you're experiencing anything right now that's painful, just try to continue to look for the teaching moments throughout it and 
nothing that has happened in our past, you know, matters now when it was painful. So try not to sit in it for too long. So now I'm just filtering through the book because I have answered so many of these questions. I'm just trying to find one that I haven't answered. And if I re-answer one, I'm actually okay with it because as I've been going through this process, my perspective has been shifting quite a bit and there are, like I've said, no mistakes. So to be able to reshare a new perspective or a new answer with the same question um, can still be very special with you guys. And I do want to say that I will be having guest speakers come on here and they will be answering the questions, which will show you the perspectives on like how we all may read the same question, but we interpret it differently, uh, which is really 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 cool I hate being silent sorry guys I'm just trying to think like um five things I love most about myself and why I know I avoid these questions because I don't want to sound conceited but the most powerful side of this journal is to be able to really practice the gratitude and and find why we matter Um, So I love my vulnerability. It was a really tough thing for me growing up to be vulnerable and to be sensitive because it made me a target for quite a bit um, without knowing how to establish the proper boundaries. But I now as an adult, knowing how to establish my boundaries, I can still show my vulnerable side and and just bring my heart up front to the table to show people. Um, I do love my sensitivity. I think it's hilarious. Like I can't watch movies, listen to certain commercials. Like Disney does not exist in my life anymore because I cry so much at it or anything like just being able to feel the empathy. So my empathetic side, I'm really thankful that throughout life, um, although there have been lots of painful experiences, I've still come out with empathy, if not with more, because I can relate to so many others who are going through it or have lived it or have lived worse. Um, So to be able to pass the feelings of of love along to them as they experience it. Um, So my vulnerability, I I like that I'm authentic. Like at this point in my life, I feel like I'm authentically myself. I don't have to be a chameleon and change for specific people to love me, whether it be friendships, relationships. Um, I am literally just myself and I show up fully as myself and I'm okay with the fact that if someone doesn't like me, um, it's not my problem anymore. And that has taken me a very long time. I mean, it still sucks sometimes when someone doesn't like me. And I, I do have those moments where it's like, well, why? Like, what's wrong with me? But in the grand scheme of things, there's nothing wrong with us. Um, we're just not energy matched with those people. And uh, the fifth thing I love about myself, I'm a good friend. I'm really good at advice. Um, so this is weird for me to talk about myself like this, but uh, recently I, I found a lot of people have been coming to me with their problems, um, whether it be business or life. And I've been really, really good at giving them advice and loving advice where I'm meeting them where they're at. And it's not non, it's like, it's non-judgmental, it's loving, it's growth advice. And it's, you know, giving the person a perspective that they have the key themselves, like has, have the keys themselves, but you know, it's up to them ultimately. Like my, I've spoke about it before, you know, what they allow will continue. And I've been really, that literally sticks with any scenario in your life. And if something is uncomfortable, if you're allowing it to continue to happen, you know, you're making a conscious choice 
to allow it to continue to hurt like hurt you or make you uncomfortable so but saying it in a loving way and I know it's so much easier said than done so just being gentle with the words that I'm giving people because we are all so fragile right now and we're going through a lot of shedding and shifting moments and sometimes the shedding and shifting is extremely painful because we're losing parts of ourselves and it's okay to lose parts of ourselves because we grow and change and go through the different versions of who we are to become who we're supposed to be so I love I really love that I've been able to give really concrete loving advice to people lately and uh, it feels good in my heart to be able to do that um, I don't know if I ever said this one. What, what would my superpower be if I could choose one guaranteed to start today? That's interesting. Um, I've never really thought about superpowers. See, and I want to say manifestation, but that is a thing. I just have to get better at it. <laughs> but, like, it's not really a superpower because it's something that is actually real. Um, man, I don't know. Like, I, my, what's coming to my mind is, like, teleportation. That would be really cool. Like, I could just go anywhere that I want. Because at first I thought maybe, like, if I could change the weather. But the weather's beautiful all on its own, you know. And we get to be blessed here in Canada with the four seasons. Um, so, yeah, I would say teleportation. If that could be my superpower and I could just, like, literally go anywhere. I would go everywhere. And I think that that would be really, really cool. So the situation, it says, when was a situation that I was in the right place at the exact right time and how did it impact my life for the better? That retreat is a staple in my life because it was such a painful teaching moment for me to realize, you know, that it may not be going your way and it may suck, but you really have to hold on to the fact that it's unfolding exactly as it should. Um, there's other situations in my life. I know I briefly touched on the fact that I drove across the States by myself. Um, I got out of my extremely terrible relationship, the one that rewired my brain. And I had been following this guy on Facebook for a while that had a wildlife center in Chicago. And like, never met him in person. Really great guy. Uh, it's the Wildlife Discovery Center and his name was Rob. And I just asked him out of the blue one day, I said, how would you like a Canadian intern? Because if you know me, I love animals and they've always been a really big part of my healing journey and he said sure and so I drove to Chicago by myself met him for the first time in person uh, he had put out an email to a couple of his friends and said would anybody like to take me in kind of thing and I um, got welcomed in by a family that literally handed me the key to their house and said have fun uh, they took me around Chicago. I got to see everything. I got to experience the zoo and, and wake up and play with like venomous, well, not play with them, but I got to see venomous snakes, experience the life uh, that Rob lived in and with giant turtles. And uh, I was in a cage with a bobcat. Really cool experience. And then just because I could at the moment, I was completely free. And I said, you know, do you know anybody in New York City? Because I wanted to go there. And he said, well, just message my friend Natalie on Facebook and, and see if she has any hotels to recommend. Because I was looking at, you know, I was really uneducated on New York. And I really didn't know where was the safest place for me to stay being a female. And Natalie just said, well, you can stay on my couch. And going back to the uneducated part um, she lived in the Bronx so I drove I think it was eight hours from Chicago to New York City with a tarantula in my back seat I feel like I've talked to you guys about this already but anyways you're getting the reboot of the story and I ended up in the Bronx and um, 
yeah, I was going down the wrong way on a one-way, and I, like, ducked because everybody was yelling at me because everyone was so scary to me. (laughs) Like, they weren't scary, but I was just, like, it is a very um, non-white community, and I did not know that, and I was very naive, and I didn't go there out of like cockiness or thinking that I was better than anybody or, you know, that I could just walk in there like I own this shit. Of course, I'm on vacation. I'm dressed up. I, have my, I had my brand new car. I was I did not think it through whatsoever. I pull up to Natalyn and like there's drug dealers in the intersection and I can't parallel park. Like I'll drive around the block 30 times before I have to. And in New York, they have bumper pads on the front and the back of their vehicles to push the cars out of the way. And so I'm sitting beside an open spot, bawling my eyes out. <laughs> like I call Natalyn and her dad comes down and parks my car and gives the drug dealers a dirty look and then I go upstairs and um, but it was the most beautiful experience like once I caught my breath and I worked through the anxious moments because there was quite a few of them it's very scary to be on that side of the vulnerability to you know put your trust in strangers Um, I remember Natalyn and I were on the subway in New York and we literally had just met for like five minutes and then we hopped on the subway to go downtown New York and uh She's like, you look tired. I'm like, oh, yeah, you can sleep when you're dead. (laughs) It's like, wow, I don't mean like I'm going to kill you or anything like that. Like, I mean, and that was kind of when our friendship sparked because she learned very quickly that I was very, um, uh, I don't think, no, I don't think before I speak. Yeah, like I just kind of speak and I think after. Um, So there's good moments. um, And I love how I am like that because it, it really just makes me, if you have any idea about who I am up until this point with this podcast, if you don't know me personally, like I, I can be quite entertaining when it comes to my thought process. And I'm a very intelligent person, but man, I say some stupid shit sometimes. Um, so that word vomit was about another situation where I was in the exact right time, like a right place, right time. The doors opened up, the friendships were there. I wasn't put in danger once. And it was in a completely raw and vulnerable state because I had also just recently got out of that terrible relationship. So I was not myself. I was not whole. If anything, I was more likely to make poor decisions at that time if I was with the wrong people. But I was, you know, guided and protected that whole time. And I came home from it a completely new person, uh, being able to be shown the freedom of, you know, trusting my intuition and, and And just going and sometimes just, yeah, going and not knowing where you're going and putting the trust in the universe that you'll get to exactly where you're supposed to be. So it definitely, the next side of that question is how did it impact my life for the better? But it definitely made me a better person. Um, All of these weird situations that I've gone through. And most recently in 2018, I had left my other ex and I just booked a hostel in Banff and I just went and stayed in the mountains by myself and I cried in the mountains and you know there's something freeing about really being able to kind of hit the reboot button and start over and I find that those situations really do make me a better person so I think that that is a good ramble for this podcast I'm glad my pets have settled down so I was able to actually complete this podcast without them being crazy in the background but that is just my normal life I hope everyone is having a wonderful day. Um, Take some time to rest and reboot. There's definitely a lot going on right now, depending on when you're listening to this. If it applies, you should definitely take some time to just slow down. Uh, In the dizziness and the spinning parts outside, to be able to slow down is so important. And taking the time that you need to kind of find your footing. We don't have to rush through life. 
one foot after the other, knowing exactly where we're going, it's perfectly fine to sit still for a little bit and just reboot, reset, protect your energy, set up some boundaries if you can, because there's definitely a lot of push-pull going on. And uh, just keep finding your way because it's going to be beautiful. And I'm really excited about where you're going. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. And we will talk soon.